There are currently 1,039 estimated active cases of COVID-19 in the islands, with a total of 184 cases reported Wednesday and Thursday. Four people are in the hospital, two of those unvaccinated. Public Health says the seven-day rolling average is 80. There are 11 new cases of COVID-19 in the sister islands. The Cayman Islands government announces changes to the control and management of COVID-19 regulations, but says the mask mandate will remain in place. Radio Cayman's Dion Anglin has more. The changes now in effect focus heavily on public gatherings, increasing the limit of people who can gather indoors to 750. For outdoor gatherings, there is now no limit to the number of people who can gather outside. Organizers of parades like Bata Banu or KMAS will no longer need to make a special request to Cabinet. They will, however, need to follow any other requirements that would be in place for someone holding this type of event. The removal of the public gathering limit for outdoor areas extends to boats and sporting events. However, boats and sporting venues will still need to abide by their local occupancy requirements. As to mask requirements indoors, those are unchanged. Interim Chief Medical Officer Dr. Ottilia Newton says while some countries have lifted those requirements, Cayman has to consider and assess the implications for protecting our population and our healthcare system. Mask wearing is still required for indoor events where a distance of six feet cannot be constantly maintained. Cayman has seen an increase in new cases over the last four weeks. Travelers are expected to comply with mask wearing requirements whether they enter the Cayman Islands by air or sea. Once in the Cayman Islands, everyone is expected to comply with local regulations by wearing a mask before entering establishments or taking public transport. While a number of U.S.-based airlines have removed the requirement for passengers to wear masks on board domestic flights, inbound flights to the Cayman Islands will still require passengers to wear masks during the flight. Reporting for Radio Cayman News, I'm Dion Anglin. Owners and operators of restaurants and bars are reminded that servers and front-of-house staff are required to wear masks or cloth face coverings while serving customers. The regulations are scheduled to expire on June 30th. Police have made an arrest in the burglary of a school on Walker's Road New Year's Day. A 33-year-old Georgetown man is suspected of the burglary, as well as connection to a number of other burglaries in the Georgetown area. Also in police news tonight, police arrested a 45-year-old Georgetown man on suspicion of criminal trespass. They say he was seen that same day trying to get into a residence and several vehicles in the vicinity of Marble Drive in Georgetown. Both of the men remain in custody as the investigation continues. A 19-year-old West Bay man is under arrest suspected of burglary in relation to an incident on Saturday, April 23rd. A residence off Mount Pleasant Road in West Bay was unlawfully entered and items taken. He is also suspected of stealing cash from a motor vehicle on Sunny Powery Drive in West Bay. Police believe he has been involved in a number of other burglaries and thefts in the West Bay area. A summary of minutes from the Cabinet Office shows a relatively quick meeting on the 12th. Radio Command's Paula Cal reports. During the weekly meeting, Cayman's leaders dealt primarily with coastal work issues. They approved the issuance of a coastal works permit to construct a private dock offshore in Crystal Harbor. The extension of the coastal works permit issued to construct a commercial dock and cabana in Collier's East End and the issuance of a coastal works permit to construct a dock and cabana in the same area. Cabinet also gave the green light for the issuance of a coastal works permit to construct a private dock and gazebo in Red Bay. At this meeting, they also accepted an increase to the stipend awarded to the Central Planning Authority. Going forward, the chair will get $800, the deputy $600, and general members $400 per meeting. 
They also approved the transition to Phase 2 of the restart of cruise tourism on the 18th of April. For Radio Cayman News, I'm Paula Kahl. Financial Services Minister the Honorable Andre Ebanks welcomes more than 500 financial services industry professionals to Game Ops after the conference's three-year hiatus due to COVID. Minister Ebanks delivered the opening keynote on Monday. Technology has greatly supported the global financial services industry's ability to continue conducting business during this unprecedented COVID pandemic. But Mr. Ebank says for sound long-term business relationships, nothing surpasses face-to-face meetings. That's why it was great to see so many attendees reconnecting and making new connections at GameOps. In his remarks, Mr. Ebanks provided updates on several pieces of legislation and announced the ministry will soon issue an industry consultation regarding commercial enhancements to the Companies Act. Deloitte Cayman Islands and Walkers were the principal conference sponsors, which was held at the Ritz-Carlton Grand Cayman. Local students interested in automotive work are getting some more tools in their educational arsenal. The Ministry of Education aims to expand the automotive workshop at the Clifton Hunter High School in order to build a stronger integrated education foundation and enhance TVET education in our schools. Education Minister the Honorable Julianne O'Connor Conley tells Radio Cayman once the work is complete, students will have access to safe, spacious and fully equipped facilities. That includes a screened-in, air-conditioned space for practical classes, a vehicle lift, an inspection pit, and a sump for all capture, adequate storage to meet the needs of staff and students. The tender for the construction project remains open through May 6th on government's Bonfire Hub website. Department of Environment Director Gina Ebanks-Petrie is recognized as the 2022 Women's Sustainable Development Goals Leadership Award recipient at the Island Innovation Award Ceremony. The online event held in partnership with the Clinton Global Initiative opened with a statement by former U.S. President Bill Clinton. Around the world, the millions of people who live on islands are on the front lines of some of the great challenges of our time, especially as it relates to climate change and the increasingly extreme natural disasters. The goal of Island Innovation Awards is to elevate the voices, the work, and the ideas of talented individuals and organizations who are pioneering solutions to these challenges. The Women SDG Leadership Award celebrates an outstanding woman who is driving positive social, economic, or environmental change in her country. Becca Curtis-Hilt, former Deputy Director of the Clinton Global Initiative, presented this morning's award to Mrs. Ebanks-Petrie. Wide-ranging evidence demonstrates that when women are engaged in leadership roles, whether in government, the private sector, or civil society, society, outcomes are more likely to be inclusive and bring positive results in areas such as cooperation, education, healthcare, and more. I'm pleased to announce that the overall winner of this category is Gina Ebanks-Petrie, who is from the Cayman Islands and is the director at the Cayman Islands Government Department of Environment. In her role, Gina has been the key driver behind the protection of life underwater and life on land. Mrs. Ebanks-Petrie told attendees she is extremely honored to be chosen as the winner of this prestigious award. I've had the very great privilege of working in the conservation and environmental protection space in my country, the Cayman Islands, for over 35 years alongside my dedicated and hardworking team at the Department of Environment, many of whom are women. Island Innovation is a global network of private sector companies, governments, universities, NGOs, and utilities, connecting them with island stakeholders to help develop and accelerate sustainability initiatives.
Big news on the baking scene. Many congratulations to home baker Anne Frawley, who has been declared the winner of the Platinum Cake Competition for her Cayman Sunrise Cake. His Excellency Governor Martin Roper tells Radio Cayman, Miss Frawley's cake was based on a family recipe adapted to include flavors and ingredients native to the islands. Also included, hand-painted white chocolate decorations showing her skill effort and appreciation for the Cayman Islands and Her Majesty the Queen. Ms. Roper says he enjoyed all the finalists' efforts. It was amazing to see the level of talent and skill within our community in this competition. All the finalists did an exceptional job and should be proud to have made it to the final. Nine finalists in all were invited to present their cakes to this week's judging panel. That is your latest local news on this Friday. From Radio Cayman's Newsroom, I'm April Cummings.